Sir, I am so sorry this is taking so long. No, seriously, that's like the fifth time you've apologized. You, you don't have to apologize anymore. You're actually freaking me out. <laughs> Welcome to today's process. I can't quit you, Best Buy. Stand up, push forward. Let's light the lantern. How does the husband entrepreneur escape the understory while still having a marriage that not just survives, but thrives in an environment where modern business is under attack? The fog of the understory covers everything, and we are surrounded by monsters and bandits. My name is Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer, and we will face them together as we build the classic American business. Admission to the understory is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, husband entrepreneurs? Those of you who are stuck in the understory against your will, and those of you who are in the understory on purpose, Wade Skalski, the understory lawyer. I am fired up to you today. It's a little weird. It's uh, 7 a.m. I woke up at like 6.47, which is, I can't remember the last time I woke up at 6.47, but my wife woke me up last night because she wanted to talk. I was like, okay, so we do, we have, we call it a state of the poodle. So every once in a while we'll, we'll get together and just, it's not planned. It's just uh, whenever there's enough kind of stuff floating out there that uh, we need to talk about and have like a serious talk, we'll have a state of the poodle. And uh, so she woke me up last night and I kind of, I was like, all right. So I was like, let's have the state of the poodle. And then she got some texts from her sister. And then she spent the, le- the next two hours talking on her sister on the phone uh, during our state of the poodle. And I was in the uh, garage bunker doing some work. And then I, she got off the phone and I said, we had a conversation for like six minutes and I went to bed. And so then uh, I, I, you know, two hours, I was up for two hours last night. And that meant that uh, I slept in for two hours this morning. You cannot, you cannot escape your sleep. So very rarely do I find any more that uh, it's a benefit for me to kind of mess with my schedule, but uh, that just had to be done. So at least I can check the state of the poodle off. I got two hours of work and um, I didn't get embroiled in any conversation with her sister. So that worked out great. Uh, but it's weird. I haven't, I, I, um, you know, I haven't gotten up this late in a long time, but I'm not really worried about it because, you know, it's remember it's a percentages game, 85, 95, 95% of your time. If you're doing what you're supposed to do when uh, the other times you don't, you don't really worry about it that much. Uh, as long as you're not using it as an excuse. So that one's for free. That's not, I just did a little mini podcast for you in one minute and 51 seconds right there. So, but let's talk about, let's talk about, I can't quit you Best Buy. So a couple days ago, I did the whole rant about, uh, like it was like, it was a mild rant about, about Best Buy and how I was, um, the Best Buy Gestapo was giving me a problem. And, and so anyway, so I made the appointment like a good little, a good little person. And, uh, I went into Best Buy yesterday to take in my laptop because it's not, it's just not working and there's no amount of YouTube videos are going to make it work. So I took it in there yesterday and I said, I need one of your, it's for, I had an appointment. And so my appointment was at four and I showed up and I was in line and uh, the guy in front of me's appointment was at 420. And so he was like 25 minutes early and somehow in front of me, which is fine. So all right. And he was a nice elderly gentleman. Um, and so we were chatting and it was hard to understand him because he was wearing a mask and I, and, uh, it's, it's, it's just, it's having, trying to having conversations with people, long conversations with people in masks is just weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. So it makes me wonder about, you know, having long teaching conversations and teaching children with everyone wearing a mask. And I can't even understand a grown adult. Uh, but you know, that's, that one's also for free. Let's not go into the understory with flip flops on Wade. How's that? All right. So 
So I'm having this nice conversation with this gentleman. And then finally, this 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 very nice lady comes up to into the line. And it's like we're all just sitting there. And the, apparently the people in front of us have the most complex technological problems in the history of time. Uh, apparently they, they don't have a normal like my phone's not working. There's an issue with my my um, my laptop. They're had they're all having problems with their quantum, their quantum drives, right? Their quantum displacement drives because nobody seems to be able to figure out what the issue is and nobody can check them in and nobody can make them go away. So we're just sitting there. We're sitting there. And um, and then finally, this lady comes over and she, she goes, all right, let me ask everybody what's the deal is. And there's a gentleman in front of me and then there's my issue, whatever. And she's like, so she points at him and sends him somewhere. She points at me. And she's like, come with me. I was like, all right. So I go with her. I give her my computer and and she's sitting there. And she's like, all right, wait here. And she doesn't she doesn't really give me very much information, although she gives me commands, which, which I, I, I always really like when, when someone doesn't give me information and just gives me not an order, let's say, but let's say a very firm request because she, it, it seemed to come from a high level of competence. So I was like, all right, I'm going to, in the words of the Merovingian, I'm going to see where this, let's just see where this goes. So I was like, all right. So I was just sitting there and I was listening to some of my performance art conspiracy theory. So I was like, I'm fine. I'm just going to sit here and listen. I had my headphones on and, and I was just chilling out and I was going to, I'm like, I'm going to listen to my, my conspiracy, my uh, performance art conspiracy theory. And, um, I don't remember even when, what the one of the day was, but I'm listening to that. And I'm just kind of sitting there and I'm getting all riled up and, and so she comes back and then she goes, then she goes and talks to other people. And then there's this big brouhaha with me and her about, well, I bought it here. I don't have my receipt. Um, and, uh, it has word on it. Right. And so she's like, all right. So I, I was like, I just want it restored to the factory conditions and, and put word on it. That's it. That's all I want. So she's like, okay, we can do that. And, and then she's like, do you have your receipt? I'm like, no. And, and I said, but I, I got it with Best Buy Rewards because I, I wasn't really into the, I didn't really care at that time. This was a couple of years ago when I didn't really care about like anyone having my data or tracking me about anything. And I was just, would just like freely give it out. Like, like basically what you're doing when you do, when you, when you like, you know, are part of the Best Buy Rewards program or your, your, your grocery store is you're just like, hello, everyone here. You might as well print out a card with your psychological profile on it. And you can just be like, hello, everyone I'm negotiating with just throwing these cards out in the street. Like candy's like, would you like to know my deepest, darkest, innermost secrets and be able to figure everything out about me relatively easy and put me at a disadvantage at any time that we're going to have any kind of negotiation or um, you can target me perfectly with elite level marketing at my very weakest points. Here you go, everyone. Here we go. Take it. Just everyone take it. And, uh, so, but the one advantage of that was, is that they have all your receipts online. So I said, uh, so she entered my stuff in there and she just printed out the, the, the receipt from two years ago, just printed out magically. I was like, you have some skills. So I was like, all right, amazing. So I was like, so this is all going sort of well. And so then I'm sitting there and then she disappears again to the back where all the nerds are. And then, um, cause this lady, she knew what she was doing, but she didn't strike me as a nerd. So one of two things was happening. She was either covering for, for like, she was like worked somewhere else in the store that required a high level of competence and, and social interaction. Um, or, uh, she was like in charge of the whole store or something. I don't know. So I was like, either way, uh, she wasn't, she just, just did not, she was out of place with what was happening. So I was like, I'm just going to let this, let's just see how this plays out. So she kept coming back and apologizing to me. And I was like, look, and I have this thing and this one, you can take this one and use this one if you want, but like, and it, it works every single time. And it's a heuristic for how you deal with service people. And my whole, my whole, uh, 
my whole strategy is getting enraged with service people, um, especially when they're in a gigantic bureaucracy like Best Buy, uh, doesn't serve you. Um, and, you know, if you get enraged, which I did on the one I'm talking about before, which is I, a couple days ago, I was getting enraged at the traffic cop with the at the Best Buy with the and he was at a different Best Buy, too. Um, I, I get mad on the inside, but I always try to be polite. Right. And, and the reason is, is because if you get it's like a policeman. Getting angry with a policeman never works. Just so you know, just so you know, like every once in a while, you'll see a story about like some special forces guy that like disarms a policeman that's like being over the top. And then they call the cops and the cops come over and then they like somehow magically don't arrest the special forces guy. Right. And then because somehow it's on video or something and then like, oh, yeah, the cop really should have done that. That happens like once every 20 years. And uh you're not a special forces guy. And even if you were a special forces guy, it's very unlikely that that's going to work out great for you. So what I always used to tell my clients is be polite and fight later because the, the officers have not only the authority, but the weaponry to be able to escalate things to a place that you don't really want to go. OK, they got pepper spray. They got they got spit guards that can muzzle you up on your face. They got four point restraints. They got handcuffs. They got they got they got uh, they got shotguns. They got, you know, now they got, you know, ARs. They got they got guns. Like if you're if you're just in a normal interaction with a policeman. OK, just just comply. Just just be like, yes, I understand. Um, and then just just make sure you take all the information and immediately call your lawyer, you know, and first words are I want to talk to my lawyer. OK, anyways, I want for free. Um, because you know, it's, 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 it's just not, you don't hold any power in that situation. So, uh, whatever. Um, and the same thing works for the same thing works with, with people that works with people with a lot of power. Right. And then this works for, with people with, with no power. Right. So if you're like in a dealing with an employee in a giant bureaucracy, um, they have no choice basically most of the time. Right. And even if they, and if they do have a choice, you getting cranky about it, they're definitely not going to exert it in your favor. Okay. Exert it, exert it. I don't know why I pronounce it like that. Exert it in your favor. So I'm always like, just be polite. Even if you're internally raging. Okay. And, and every once in a while, every once in a while being extremely polite will just like get you what you want. And you won't even have to do anything. And so like I'm sitting there and then this lady is like, okay. And finally I've been there for like an hour and because there was so packed and she was helping other people and running around. And I said, all right, we got this all ready to go. She gave me my, my, my receipt, my paperwork. She said, this will be done within 24 hours. I said, great. Um, what do I owe you? And she said, you don't owe me anything. I was like, what? She's like, you have been so polite and so nice that, um, I'm not going to charge you anything for this. And I was like, what? I was like, are you serious? And she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, great. That's fantastic. Now I didn't tell her that, um, I had already spent a hundred dollars that I probably didn't need to spend on buying the, the cord for the best for my computer because I was too lazy to go find the other one. And I thought I could do it myself from the other store though. This wasn't from her. So I said, thank you. And so she saved me like a hundred, 150 bucks. I was like, I'll take it. All right. I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Now I don't know who that lady is. Okay. But that one person restored, restored Best Buy, at least took it out of um, never coming back to this place ever again. Right. Um, the only reason I went there yesterday was because I knew they had my receipt and magically they did. But this lady actually, this, this one lady, this, this light of sunshine, this beacon of hope in um, this bureaucracy uh, actually, actually like restored my hope. Right. And I was like, all right, I guess maybe a Best Buy is not the devil. Now, Best Buy may indeed be the devil, but this lady's not the devil. And, um, you know, so she did a great job. So why am I telling you this? Well, couple different things is that number one, like I said, is that you, 
there are times for civil disobedience, uh, both in the government and, you know, when you're dealing with the government and both with um, when you're just dealing with giant bureaucracies, either in your job or you're trying to deal with something like, you know, like, I don't know, like, like, like I said, even like with the police, like whatever, there's time for civil, 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 there's time for civil disobedience for those things. But the rule, the general rule that I follow is this, is that if I'm dealing with someone and it's not going the way that I want and they either have a lot of power or a little bit of power in that moment, then I will just simply defuse. I will I will I will um, deescalate the situation by saying this simple sentence. Uh, listen, it's all right. I totally understand. I don't think you control the universe, do you? And that and that. And then sometimes I'll throw in. I don't think you control the universe, do you? Because if you do, I have some I have some requests. That sentence immediately always takes the person out of whatever it is that they're doing. And I don't know why that sentence works that way. It's every single time though, it, it literally will take the person that you're dealing with out of whatever you guys are having conflict about, because actually there's, it's the truth. They don't control the universe and they know it. And you know, and it, 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 it just humanizes the whole situation. Okay. And I said this to this lady, um, I think I said it more than once cause she kept apologizing. I was like, look, you don't control, you know, you're not in charge of Best Buy, right? I know you don't make the rules. You don't, you know, I said your rules and I'm not saying that there's not a time to fight. I'm not saying that there's not a time to disobey. And I'm not saying there isn't a time to get in people's face and stand up for yourself. But what I am saying is that when people at them in, in a moment, when you do not have leverage in a moment where you do not, you have zero power in a moment where, um, you know, either if you're dealing with the, with, in, with the police, you're dealing with the, someone who has all the bureaucratic power or whatever in that moment, the best thing in my mind, almost always, and it's never, you know, you can, there are exceptions is to deescalate, take, you know, take in what's happening and, uh, just be polite. No matter how much you're raging on the inside, have some discernment. And the reason is every once in a while, uh, things will work out. And the person will look at you and they'll be like, oh, you're, you're actually different than everyone else. Cause everyone else is always raging at me in my, my $13 an hour job or $8 an hour job or whatever it is. And you're not. So thank you. So I have some power and I'm going to use the power for good right now for you instead of evil. And, and again, this, this is, this is a, this is a rule of thumb. This is something that, uh, that it's just in your best interest. It's in your best interest, right? Is to, is to just take note, deescalate, and then get out. And then if you were continually in a situation, however, if you were, if you were being oppressed, right? Like, like if the government's oppressing you or of the local government, city government, if you're, if you're having an issue, whatever, over time, consist consistently, then yes, then it's time to be like, all right, I'm not going to stand for this. I have to like, what's the rules? I protect myself. I protect my family and protect my community. Part of protecting yourself is having discernment and and playing high leverage, high leverage plays and throwing your weight around. Just just getting enraged and raging at people's in, in small, very small um, economic transactions doesn't serve you because it sets the stage for you to try to do that thing when you're sitting and you get pulled over by the wrong cop. There are bad cops out there. I was a, I was in I was in the criminal justice system for 20 years. There's no doubt. Okay. And they have a lot of power. And typically when they're pulling you over or they're contacting you, they're contacting you in situations where their leverage and their power and their authority is at its height. And so like part of strategy is, is framing the field where it's you, you have the best, you have the, you have the heights, right? Like you have the best situation for you. 
sometimes the best, sometimes the best strategy, the winning strategy is to withdraw and withdraw in such a way that's, you know, serves your purpose. So, you know, you, if you want to be the, if you want to build the classic American business, right. What you don't do is you don't, you don't take on every gunfighter that comes into the store because eventually you're, you're going to lose. What you do is you figure out what are the strategies that I can employ to free myself from the situation if possible. And then that's when you do the civil disobedience. That's when you start to say, you know, maybe you up the levels of force of, you know, verbal force or whatever it is that you're doing. And I tell you this because it's, it's very freeing to understand that sometimes winning the battle is not having the battle at all. And you have to pick your spots. It's like right now there's, you know, we talked about this yesterday, was it yesterday, yesterday, the day before we talked about all these, these 10,000 Americans that are in Kabul, right? So like they're in a battle right now to get out, but there was a set of them that were like, we're getting the F out of here. And, and so when the people came to their house, they weren't there. That's the best battle ever. You're just like, you have enough discernment information just to get the F out. You're just like, we're up, we're out E5,000. We're out of here. But and then sometimes it's like you got to make a stand too. And that's when your principles come into play. But don't, don't, don't get all bent out of shape on small conflicts. And this goes with your people too. Like pick your battles, like with your people, you have principles that you do not violate. Your people understand that. But within those, within those interactions with people, not everything is a, not everything is a, is a, is a hill to battle on. That's just, that's not leadership. That's tyranny. So I'm all over the place today, but I got up late. And so I'm, I'm, uh, usually I'm, I'm a little more, I think I'm better when I'm, when I'm a little more bleary eyed early when it's dark outside. So, but Best Buy redeemed itself because of this one person. And that's, oh, that's the last lesson too. It's like, look, it's like the power of the individual is incredible, even with a gigantic bureaucracy. So this lady is the only lady in all of, all of that store, that Best Buy store that was like that. Okay. Everyone else that I experienced and the multiple times I've been in that store is like a rule follower. And, you know, you're just, just, they're just caught up in the bureaucratic, bureaucratic mess of that place. And, but this lady was like a ray of sunshine and hope in that bureaucracy. And when she, when she used her power for good, it changed my whole view of that one store. Now, Best Buy itself is a monolith that's probably destroying small business and all that. But that doesn't mean that I can't acknowledge the goodness of that moment and that lady. That's how powerful people are. Individuals are more powerful than they know. So what I want you to do is take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, take out a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, go get one from time to time because you're going to need one. Uh, or So go get one because you're going to need one from time to time. And take out your Unicorn Trapper Keeper from the fifth grade instead. And what I want you to write down simply is this. Am I able to pick my battles with discernment and endure the discomfort of not fighting sometimes. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path of understanding. All right, husband entrepreneurs, I know you want to escape the current understory that you're trapped in. I get it. I've been there. But in order to do that, you're going to need a creative clearing, a place to stand where you can make decisions in confidence and clarity. I'm not going to promise you some magical course or coach or codex, but I cannot help you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. 
subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Raise your hand and say, let's get out of here together. The podcast has the philosophy, but the daily emails have the insights. Raise your hand and say, I am over here. Let's light the lantern. Subscribe at understory.news. The path of understanding never ends, but that does not mean you cannot get to where you want to go. Subscribe to my email list at understory.news. Go light the lantern.